Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. This is a CBC podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Riel. She has ADHD. Let's talk about it. I don't, it's semiconductors, but so, I don't know what material in the semiconductor. I thought nickel was cheap, too, because it's only five cents. That was a really nice one, Brian. All right, let's uh, get right into it, then. Uh, is it Riel? Is, is, how do I pronounce your name? Yeah, Riel. exactly. Yeah, Riel. like you okay. think of like the name Gabrielle. It's like that, but Riel. not. All right, sweet. We had a friend in high, in high school named Riel. Wait, yeah. really? Yeah. It's a, I, I feel like it's very... I think this is the first time I've heard the name. It's it, funny because yeah. I was very like, it could be her coming in to record because I don't know if anybody else in the world is named, named Riel. Riel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I met one person once. I was at the TELUS Science Center in Calgary. And I saw their name tag. And you're and like, I got That's very me. excited. <laughs> That's anyway, my, wife, my wife met another bridey once uh, when we were together, and it was a dog. Bittersweet. So Riel, we so this is really exciting because we are uh, sitting together in the studio. This is the first like in studio recording we've done in uh, a Many bit months. of a bit of time. It's the second one ever. Like yeah, like the second <laughs> one ever here. Second yeah, that's ever right. In, in yeah. this studio, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So so excited to have you here, Riel. Um. I guess let's kick this off right off the bat with. <laughs> okay. I know we're going to be talking about ADHD at some point, but before we get into ADHD, you have hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia. Did I say that right? Very close. Hypohydrotic. Hypohydrotic. Yeah. Ectodermal dysplasia. Yes. I've never heard of this in my life. Can we just call it HED? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, great, great. H-E-D. <laughs> this is much different than the dysplasia we were talking about last night. It is. I had to look it up. It okay. is. Hypohydrotic yeah, ectodermal dysplasia. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Good job. Yeah. There's... So what is that? Um, well, you ca- I find it easier to break down like the words. Like, There's a lot of different types of dysplasia out there, which um, like so many different kinds, but the ectodermal dysplasia means anything in the... Because, you know, there's the three stages of fetal development... Okay. Yeah, like I didn't know this, but but yeah, sure. On. Yeah. It's like yeah. mesoderm, endoderm, and ectoderm. I okay. Think. Okay. I think I could be very wrong, but anyway, anything in the last stage of yeah. I'm going to believe you. That sounds. I'm going uh, to believe that you. That sounds on about this. right. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything in the third stage of the fetal development is all messed up. Um, it runs in. So it runs in my family. It's all genetic. Um, so there's different types of ectodermal dysplasia. The run that the one that runs in my family is hypohydrotic, which is the most common type of ectodermal dysplasia, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And hypohydrotic just means no sweat glands. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of other symptoms with it too, but that is like the one, well, like there's a couple that I don't really like, but that one is the most, is like the one that is easiest to kind of spot. Right. Um, It is, there's different genetics why you can get it, but in my family, it's actually 
X-linked recessive. So I am only a carrier of the gene, but I believe it's, I don't remember the statistics of it, but I think it's, I could be very wrong, but it is a decent chunk. I think it's 70% of carriers have symptoms. Um, oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So all the men in my family that have it, have it way worse because they just have it full on. But um, like my aunt, my grandma and I were all carriers and have symptoms. But then my mom obviously was a carrier because I got it mm-hmm. and she doesn't have any symptoms. <clears throat> um, so there's things like I don't, symptoms I don't have are like blonde, sparse hair. Um, there's like certain facial characteristics that you can have. Sure. Um, like all the men in my family have those facial characteristics. I don't have it. Once I was telling a doctor that I had this and then she looked up the facial and she was like reading every single one and would look at me and be like, not that one. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she got to like something about a forehead and then she looked at me and was like, I think you have that one. Do you, know what they, do you know what, they are, like, what these facial features tend to be? Oh, I do, but I, I can't really, I, I know what they look like. Sure, but hard to describe. Yeah. It's kind of like a fetal alcohol syndrome. It's a similar thing where there's like yeah. these facial mm-hmm. features, but like I would never be able to describe it. It's like you see it and you go, oh yeah, I kind of get it. But like to yeah. describe it, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of yeah. And um, I don't remember, don't remember exactly, but there's things like um, any sort of like, I don't like this word, but any sort of like glands in your body are messed up. So things like tear- you don't like the word. Hold on, we don't have to go into it, but you don't like the word because it makes you feel icky. Yeah, like all the associations with it, just ew. Glands, okay, good. Yeah. Right. Sweat glands are fine, but yeah. then when I just say that, I'm just like, eh. yeah, <laughs> just the G you know word. Why? Because <laughs> glands do a lot of say G word. They do right, a lot let's, of let's let's G, give real G, G bit, words do a lot of secreting. Oh. Oh. Don't well, yeah, we, we'll call that the S word. Okay? <laughs> so G words and S words only. Yeah, well, like, there's things in your lungs that have it. There's things in your digestive tract that have it. Um, like, asthma is really common with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, like mucus glands in your, like, all your mucus glands, including in your, like, digestive tract, like, yeah. are messed mm-hmm. up by it. Um, and then, so oh, any... so it's G-words in general. It's not just your sweat G's. It's, it's all the G's. It's <laughs> yeah, like exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oil glands, too, so, like, my hair doesn't get greasy. Oh, well, crazy. Well, wait, kind of... I guess that would be... Is that kind of shitty? Does you that make your hair you, really? Does you, that make your scalp really dry? Yeah, and I never know when to wash it. Yeah, and then right. again, I have ADHD, and I don't remember the last time I washed it either. Yeah. I have to write it down. Yeah, right. And uh, then I have like pretty curly hair, so I can go forever, and it's just oh. confession. Uh, I haven't washed my hair in two months. Yeah, yeah, good. because you watched a Johnny Harris Harris video, and he said that he doesn't wor- do and it. And it's been working for me. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Johnny Harris. Really Johnny Harris is coming out of a video next week about sounding and how, <laughs> how much it's changed his life. <laughs> Taylor's gonna be like, hmm. Yeah. And I will say, Rio, yeah, I've been sounding because, for two months. Because I would always take the, like you said, you don't know when to wash your hair, because I would always take the level of greasiness in my hair as the signal for time to shower. Time and to, sometimes Taylor would go like two weeks Not time to shower. Showering. I shower every day because I ride my <laughs> bike every day. But I would wash but my hair I, because, of the, because of the oil in my hair, but now I don't. I, I wanted to ask when you were talking about the doctor, like going through that checklist of facial features with you and like, like kind of like, like eyeing you up as they went through that list? Like, how did that make you feel? Did that make you feel shitty? Yeah, well, also, I wasn't there for that either. I was at a completely, I was at like, I had like a period of time where like there was a lot of very weird things happening to me. It turned out it was all depression, but (laughs) (laughs) it was like- Simple answer, depression. Yeah, they thought I had an autoimmune disease because it was like so much, yeah, they they thought I had- um, I'll remember it but in a bit. Okay. But they thought, anyway, so I was at like, I had like a, a weird amount of weight gain in a shorter period of time without like changing anything, like a lot of sleep, weird things like mm. that. 
And so I was at like this like weight loss clinic to like to check my metabolism. So I was there for, and then she, I told her I had this and then she just like pulled up, like searched Googled. it and like pulled yeah. up on Google yeah. and then was uh-huh. reading through it. And again, I was already uncomfortable for what I was there for. And then she just like, yeah. she like, web em- she <laughs> like, 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 oh, web you're kind of ugly you. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't her specialty. She was just like, oh, yeah, 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 actually I can kind of see it. Based uh, on yeah. Uh, I have fuck. a degree. I have one, a degree. Of, one of the things you said was that fuck. you, you're, so you're, are you lacking sweat glands? Like you don't have sweat glands yeah, or they just so don't work? There's, there's, Okay, so there, again, there's other things too. There's malformed teeth. My adult right. teeth were fine, but one of my baby teeth was like looked like two pointy teeth fused together. But if you counted it as one tooth, it was the normal amount of teeth. But like, it's very common for people who have like the full gene expression, like their entire set of teeth are just little pointy teeth. Oh, wow. And a lot of them have to get like dentures and things like that. Right. Um, so for my sweat line, again, a lot of my relatives don't have them at all. I have them where they're like there, but they're very minimal and they're very malformed. Um, so. Does that make it hard for you to sweat? Like, like, yeah, you I don't, don't sweat. You just don't sweat. Yeah. It's, it's very weird though. Cause I'll go through periods of time where I'll start sweating a little bit, but it's only on like my forehead and that's it. Whoa. Whoa. Does how does that, does that fuck you up at all? Like, Oh yeah. Like, Cause yeah. I feel like sweating I, I, is, it's like one of the ways that we cool off. Right. Like yeah. that's it's well, the way. Well, I was going to say like, it, that question reminds me of like when I asked, uh, Hannah who couldn't burp, like, I was like, well, what's the big deal? You can't burp. Like, why does that really matter? But I feel like I was thinking the same thing about not being able to sweat. It's like, well, what's the big deal? You can't really sweat. That doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, like, I feel like you're going to overheat pretty goddamn quick. Right, right. So like what, so why is that so like why is it bad to not be able to sweat um well you know when like there's a heat wave and they talk about like wet bulb temperature where it's like oh if it's above this temperature like your sweat can't evaporate Evaporate. yeah Yeah. so and then that's why it's too hot and that's why people can get heat stroke real easy well the thing is for me that doesn't matter because i'll never be able to sweat so i get like heat stroke heat exhaustion sick from being too hot all the time really easily whoa um yeah, so like in this in in the summer, like again, I'm from Calgary. Can never really go to the Stampede because hot. Um, do you do you okay. do you do, okay. you, do yeah. you look at the weather network and you're like, oh like, fuck, it's gonna be X temperature. I literally can't even today. Yeah, like I can't leave dude, my house. We, dude, you do that. I do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 but then I can't. I can't leave my house. But you yeah, gotta but you do gotta that. Do that. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things. Like, like not sweating, or like you said with Hannah and not burping. Like it's isn't it weird how society has 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 you know we look at certain things that the body does and and the the. The we like, just give it no to the it's superficial like, oh yeah, layer whatever. of it is like ew sweating or we or take like, it for granted burping that we can, so that gross our do that. and it's like Ugh. yeah but we do it because it's super <laughs> helpful yeah, and, and then you, think Anna. of like when you're anxious too and you sweat yeah. well then I don't so then right. I just get hotter and then I get freaked out that I'm getting hotter because I know it would make me sick and then it just gets this like feedback loop yeah and um, also one doctor told my mom when I was very young. Um, because, again, I cry a lot, and they, they said that, like, well, she cries because she can't sweat. So it's, like, the only way to, to get, get, like... the water out? Yeah. <laughs> that that's really funny. is... I mean, well, hold on, though. That's not true, right? Like, that's not the way it works. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Because I was about to laugh and go, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And then know. I'm like, actually, but wait, is that but the way it works? I don't know. But it... it I'm going to Google it. <laughs> 
I, I believe they, they said sweat. something about like, I don't know, maybe hormones or something more? come out in your sweat and like, like some, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. uh, the function of sweating is, is not that you, is not the, the release of the liquid. It's that the, it's that you then moisten the skin, which evaporates and it's the evaporation that cools you. So, I mean, I, I'm totally bro science speculating, but I mean, if you've got liquid coming out of your face <laughs> and then it's evaporating off of your skin. It's going to be a lot of liquid coming out of your face. Though. Like, that's, You're gotta, sobbing. Yeah. And you got to be covering your whole body. You know? Yeah, because sweat comes out of like every pore. Guys, yeah. just saying, you make liquid more efficiently in other areas of your body. So perhaps... Just cover yourself in piss. You just pee all yeah, over you just, yourself. Yeah, you just pee totally. Just, that's, just, that's what maybe. your fucking doctor should have said. Oh, yeah, that's... She's crying on herself. Tell her to piss How on herself. How do you feel about golden showers? <laughs> So would you say like with the HED, I mean, it's, it sounds like, it sounds like a very unique and, um, uh, obviously not very common. I, I believe it's, it's considered a rare disorder. Oh right? yeah. 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 Very rare. So, so are there like, what is, what is the, in general, like, what would you say is the biggest ways that that, that illness affects you on a day-to-day basis? Um, well, the thing is. I get really freaked out about, I don't know what temperatures places will be. Mm. I get re- also weirded out. It's like, what if I'm somewhere alone? And then like, I'm also, it's also like a heart attack risk. So if you get too hot, like plus part of heat stroke, like you sure. get a heart attack. Yeah. So it's like, what if I'm somewhere I pass out and have a heart attack and like, no one knows that I have this. Mm. Um, again, what I do for, I'm a materials engineer and we work a lot with like, with heating up materials. And then if it's mm. hot, then like I, it was always like a issue in labs and things like that. Right. Um, it's just, it's just really annoying. Like I, I, I just yeah. like, again, especially in the summer, like I can't do much. Like I, I just have to like not go a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite season? Oh, fall. Yeah. 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 Long, long cold ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Winter is coming. Yeah. Indeed. And, and then something else with it, I have also fragile skin. So, hmm. um, I get blisters, like nobody's business. It doesn't matter what socks I wear, what shoes, my feet just get covered in blisters. Um, huh. yeah. Just from friction, like, like just, just by ru- like shoes rubbing on you is what is like what causes it or. Yeah. But came, like, again, most people like, well, you wear good socks and then you break in your shoes, but it doesn't matter. I'll still huh. get them. Like, dude, it's because your feet sweat and they lubricate your feet against the material and then there's less friction and then you don't get blisters. That's, I think that's speculation, but I, but I think I'll, that's I'll, actually, but I'll, but I'll take it. It's, it's bro science for sure. But I believe, I honestly believe that that's true. I'm going to give you 30% of my belief. <laughs> well, I'm always getting like cut up all the time though. Like I open cardboard boxes and my hands are cut up. Yeah. yeah. Um, in my, what I do is we, um, polish little pieces of metal and like everyone will be doing like, you know, I'll be with other people and they'll be doing it. And then like my hand will just be covered in blisters and cuts and I can't even like hold them anymore. And their hands yeah. are just fine. Are you so, dry? Are you dry? Like, do you yeah. feel like you're dry? Like your, like your skin in general is, yeah. is dry? Yeah, I guess so. I guess if, if your skin is dry, then I guess it, it just ha- takes on like a more brittle. Yeah, because when it, I'm. It, it's, uh, but the yeah. whole skin structure is not normal, right? Yeah, it yeah. says here. Because it's anything in that. Yeah, it says distinctive skin changes may also be present. Many affected newborns, they're talking about newborns specifically, uh, have unusual scaling or peeling of the skin, while many children develop uh, itchy uh, scaling rashes. In the majority of individuals with HED, the skin on most of the body is unusually thin and soft. 
and can lack normal pigmentation. However, the skin around the eyes may be darkly pigmented. Let's all look at her eyes now. Look at her eyes. Look at her eyes. <laughs> um, pretty normal. <laughs> uh, the skin may be extremely dry due to underdeveloped, uh, under, due to underdevelopment or absence of oil secreting glands. So yeah, because you were saying that your hair doesn't like produce oil. It, man, it's it's very. It's one of those like. Again, it's every so often we'll cover an itching, illness. Just itching. I, yeah, my chest is super itchy right now. It's, I, I think just by reading this, I'm like, oh fuck, I think I have it. Um, uh, it's every every once in a while we'll, we'll get a we'll get someone on the show who has something that like really we have no idea what it is, and then you know the more we talk about it, the more we realize like, oh wow, this is one of those things that like no one real like no one. No general person out on the street is going to know what HED is. So it is, it's very fascinating to hear all these weird, quirky little ways that it, it affects you. It makes me wonder, though, too, like when you're, when you're working in the lab and you have, and you're, you know, like your ability to do some of the stuff I'm imagining is sort of hindered by the temperature in which some of the like experiments might get. Like, do, do, yeah. do you have to go to like, a professor or somebody and, and say, like, hey, heads up, I can't really do this because. Mm it's too hot and they're yeah. like, what the, f-? they're like, what do you mean? It's too hot. Yeah. And then I have to explain the whole thing when they're not supposed to, again, like they're not supposed to, profs aren't really supposed to know your disabilities, but right, right. all through my undergrad, I didn't really have a choice Yeah, because then they'd like, cause yeah, I remember one day we're doing a lab and it was like way too hot and I was like, I have to leave. And then the prof was like, but the labs are mandatory. <laughs> and I was like, but part of my accommodations are like, if it's too hot, like I have to leave. No question. Like, mm. he's like, but it's mandatory. <laughs> well, like, pass out on the like, floor. Like, like, how about that? These like, two things are clearly in conflict with each other, and we need to resolve it. Did 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 it? How did it? How did? Uh, I, I'm surprised that you were that you were drawn into something that seems to have like like you said your your heating material like heating materials is a big component of like what you yeah you're do basically a blacksmith like <laughs> and like and so I, I I'm more I'm working I'm over of like, a kill I'm thinking of like my body type sinks like a stone in the water like when I get in the water I just want to go to the bottom so I just avoid swimming so you like, wouldn't be a swimming instructor yeah so I, I'm just not like I'm like I'm I'm very like swimming like hold on hold on what the fuck did you just say what? your body type s- tends to sink. Sorry, not my body type, okay. my, me. When I get in the water. No, you, that just means you're shitty at swimming. <laughs> no, 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 I was no, a synchronized no, no, no. swimming coach. What the fuck there are you were, actually talking there were about? Kids that, that's, that's, that there were some that sunk, some that floated. Oh, get. That's true. No, that's true. Not, get I, out no, of it's here, true. Dude. That's I, totally true. That's I am true. not. No, I give that 0% of my belief. <laughs> I, was, I was a synchronized yeah, no. swimming coach. I'm telling you, this is, that's true. Some kids sink, some kids see. We're going to see Dave tonight. Ask Dave, because Dave and me are the same. I didn't even. I didn't even say that. Fact, that is the quotes, stupidest but thing. But I also heard. believe what Taylor said more than I believe the thing that I said earlier. <laughs> like you'd look at Brian and I and you'd think probably like we look like pretty similar in size. Brian gets in the water and he I'm cruise, more I'm much more buoyant. He cruises along. Yeah, I yeah. have zero buoyancy. Yeah. So I get in the water and I sink like a stone and I hate swimming. So vis-a-vis, you can't sweat. <laughs> so you did you ever think about being a lot? hot yoga teacher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever think about doing that? How, oh, like, my dreams were shattered on one day. <laughs> like how? Like how were you? Like did 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 your did your condition like at any point where you, did you feel at odds with what you were drawn to do 
professionally versus like how your condition is? Or did you always just go like, well, fuck it. I want to do this. And I honestly never thought about it right. uh-huh. ever. It was just <laughs> the it's just, that you wanted to do. Well, also just, I'm all, <clears throat> it's an issue everywhere. Right. Yeah. Like in, ex- it was always an issue in exams. It's an issue like right. in my like social, life. it's just, it's always an issue. So it's kind of like, no matter what I do, it's just something to work around. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, so I go way back, like in grad school right now, like I had to, tell my, I had to talk to my supervisor and he had to like order me a fan off Amazon to like keep <laughs> in the lab. <laughs> and then one day, like I came in there and there's someone else working in the lab and they're like, do, do you know where that fan came from? Like, are there other like accommodations <laughs> that, that you require that, that you haven't talked about? Um, in what sense? Like, uh, like what, what are all the different types of accommodations that you, that you need in order to like, Succeed like at in school, order to, like yeah. at school, or like anything that is like it that. just the heat thing, or is there like other things um, too? Well, I've started to buy a bunch of like medical tape for my fingers because they'll just get cut up and destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing that, and that helped quite a bit because the problem was like I've, I this past while I was trying to um get samples ready, but the problem is I do like a day of work, then I need to take like four days off doing it because my hands were too wrecked. So I started doing right. that. Um, like I said, I, in undergrad, it was just, again, like, a lot of labs were just too hot and I'd have to leave. I'd, my exam accommodations, like, required things. Like, I'd have to have access to a fan. I'd ha- have access to, like, a, like, an ice pack and, like, water. I always have to have water with me. Um, and, again, like, school, like, again, all classes, like, the profs were supposed to let me leave when I mm. wanted to, but then, mm. again, I'm in engineering, I can't just leave. Can't just, yeah, yeah. walk up I was, right. yeah. I, I was watching this, uh, I was watching something the other day that was, like, um, um, that was, uh, this guy talking about, uh, uh, athletes and, like, how they cool down and, like, the most effective ways to, to cool down, and they were talking about it, it putting your, putting, um, your feet and hands like in a, in like shallow water in like shallow, shallow, cold water. Do you like, I, and I actually had a flashback to when I was, uh, in grade, when I was in grade seven or so, I started to like really fucking sweat, like started to sit down and halfway through any class, I'd be like, I'm soaked. Like Mm -hmm. my ass is swampy. Yeah. <laughs> I need to. Yeah. I need. I need, mm. need to. I need to sort this yeah. out. Glands. So what I would. Do, so what I would do Ugh. is I just instinctively and I like through no like through no um no instruction I started taking off my shoes and I was just the person that like didn't ever wore shoes in class and I just put my feet on the cold <laughs> tile floor and it would cool me down. Every every time, like super quick. So I. Wow, so there's I, a lot of grossness also, going on here. The funny thing that Taylor has uh, has omitted from this is that he actually used to just go to school in his boxers too. That like, was I, before grade seven. I'm though. not. I'm not joking. He would literally just wear a pair of. <laughs> Of boxers to school, and like I'd see him what getting off the bus. I'd see him getting off the bus at the end, and I'm like, "Dude, where's your pants?" And I he had, was like, "Adam Sandler was my father." <laughs> oh my god! Um, do you have like cooling methods? <laughs> um, well, yeah, like I always have water with me. I have a bunch of spray bottles. I I recently nice. got like a fan that hooks around your neck, and <laughs> no. then the fan just blows in your face. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. I have like a spray fan hybrid. Um, You'd be everyone's best friend at a music festival. <laughs> well, I couldn't go. Yeah, right. Because so, <laughs> it's so goddamn hot. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm really curious to know. So, I mean, we've talked about HED for a bit here, 
But um, I also know that ADHD is is a, a big part of of your life, um, and this is something that Brian's like convinced that he has, uh, especially over the last couple of days since he's been just watching ADHD TikTok videos. <laughs> um, but how does ADHD show up for you in in your life? So there's three different types of ADHD. There is hyperactive, inattentive, and combined. Combined means you're both inattentive and, and hyperactive. Okay. So I have inattentive ADHD, formerly known as ADD. So right. any, just anything inattentive. I, um, I just, sorry, can you repeat the, what does that mean? Anything in, in, uh, 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 no, I just, I think I, I think, <laughs> in, you, I think you gave so, me your ADD. So the, the type, uh, inattentive. The, the, what do you mean yeah. by at, like anything inattentive? Um, Sorry, sometimes my brain... No, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay. So, I actually don't even know but, what the fuck so I'm asking. So I'm the, demonstrating it right now. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I'm, really, I'm really curious about this. So I'm, I'm like hanging on every uh, every word you're saying. So you said that there's... Taylor's there's, not, though. Taylor hasn't been listening for the last five minutes. Hyper-focused. He's not Hyperactive. Hyperactive, inattentive, and combined. Yeah. Um, in, inattentive <laughs> means that you can't focus on things or... Um, so... What does hyper what does hyperactive mean? Is that like people who are like all jacked up and like Yeah, so that that's the kind that's more common in boys and mm. especially in young boys. And so and most people are more hyperactive like as they're younger, though when they grow up they get more inattentive. Yeah. Um so the main I'll just say the main things for me. Um I just I never know what's going on around me. Um, there were so many times where people would be like yelling my name and I'd have no idea. Mm. Um I had like home like I had homeless people like right next to me following me for a long time. I had no idea until they started talking in my face. Mm. And then one was like, I like your perfume. And I had no idea where he came from or how long he was there. You don't want to know about that. You don't want to know. <laughs> they thought you were just ignoring them, but you like actually just didn't even know they were there. Well, like, I, it's yeah. And then, um, again, like it, it was, it's just a little, it's kind of scary. Like, like when you realize like how close a stranger is, and having yeah. no idea how long they were there for, or friends trying to get mm. my attention. I've almost gotten hit by cars so many times. Mm. And the thing is, I'm really scared of getting hit by cars, so I'm always trying my best, but then just sometimes I just forget that I'm walking. Mm. And I'll have no idea what's going on, then all of a sudden I realize that I'm like, oh shoot, I almost got hit by a car. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. What are you thinking about when you're like, when you're not focusing on the thing that you're, you know, that you should like when you, when you're walking down the street and you think, Oh, I should be watching out for cars because I know that I have this thing where I'm not really paying attention and, and cars are, could potentially kill me. So I should be thinking about that. But instead, like, where does your brain go? Oh, it's nowhere. Like you totally <laughs> so zone out. It's lights, gone. The lights off. Yeah. yeah and yeah. So keep in mind, I didn't know I had this till November and before that, I just thought it, I didn't really, I just thought it was a quirk. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, so 
in my brain, I just, so my dad also has ADHD Mm -hmm. and in his, we always talk about how we all have like five thoughts at once, Mm -hmm. but his five thoughts are all mean something. They're all, he's all, he's thinking about five different things. Mm. And again, he's also an engineer and he thinks it makes him a better engineer because he's always being creative, thinking of five different things at once, coming up with all different solutions. My five things at once are, are nothing. There's no substance to it. It's just noise. Mm. So there's like a song stuck in my head. Sometimes there'll be like someone, like someone's voice just saying a word stuck in my head. Um, just, just racket. Is is there any time, is there, is there, does it ever, does it ever, is it ever a positive experience in the way that the inattention to everything else around you allows you to pay absolute attention to one thing or? Um, so there is something called hyperfocus <coughs> with ADHD. That is something that no matter what type you have, you can, you can have, like, there's a lot of push for people to like for ADHD to not really be considered a deficit of attention, but more of a dysregulation of attention where you are not able to regulate where your attention goes. Mm. But for me, I don't have anything there. (laughs) So, um, all that, like in the shower all the time, like I'll put like face wash in my hand and I'll forget that it's face wash. I'll just put in my hair. Um, I'll be cooking something and I'll set a timer and walk away. When the timer gets, goes off, I'll come back and realize I didn't put my food in the oven. Mm. I'll lose things when I'm holding them. So like I'll have something in one hand and I look and it's just gone. Um, yeah, like things God, that like- sounds so like all of those things sound so deep. Like th- those things, those things happen to everyone. I think yeah. every once in a while. Oh yeah. But like when those, when either of those things happen to me, which is again once in a blue moon. But when it does, I'm like so fucking pissed. Like <laughs> when I lose something that I was just holding and I can't. Like I lost my keys the other day for about forty minutes, and I knew I had my keys. 40 minutes ago. Like I just fucking got in the, like the condo. I know they're here. Can't find them anywhere. I am irate. Maybe that's, maybe there's a, a, a mental, uh, a neurodivergency in the <laughs> anger that I feel when I lose my fucking keys. Um, uh, I, 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 I want to, how old are you though? 23. And you said you only found this out in November. I only figured it out in November. I got diagnosed end of March. Hmm. Um, how long, and, and this is like, this has been ongoing for like, how, how long, how long do you think you've had ADHD? Is, is this, or, or I guess AD? Well, it's ADHD, ADHD. and attentive type. Again, I, it's formally known as ADD. ADD is not in the diagnostic criteria okay. anymore. Okay. I just, people recognize that term more than sure. ADHD and attentive. Mm-hmm. So how long do you, do you think you were born with ADHD or, or is this something that developed like kind of later on in your life? So it is a neurodevelopmental disorder. And there is debate, especially for women, um, about when it manifests. Because there's a lot, for women, um, a lot of them will get diagnosed through menopause because it, a lot of them have, a lot of women, it goes with hormonal changes. Right. But, so a lot, of, a lot of girls will have symptoms around the age of 12 versus boys will have it more around six to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom noticed there was something very weird when I was about three years old. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I was always weird. Right. There was always something very off. Mm. Weird in what way? Like, like any, in any specific way or just like weird in general? Um, well, I always had like a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, like as a baby, my mom couldn't put me down or I would just scream. Mm. And she had a, I had an older sister. She had a toddler. 
She mm. couldn't hold me all the time, but if she didn't, I would just scream. Again, I think that was just anxiety. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but mm-hmm. it was quirky. And <laughs> um, again, as a toddler, um, I would just be crying constantly. And I had acid reflex as a toddler. So um, like really, really bad. And my mom would also notice things like I just couldn't, I wouldn't do any, like I couldn't do normal like chores ever. She would mm. ask me to do something. I wouldn't do it. Um, and then all through childhood, like she couldn't depend on me to do anything really. Mm-hmm. Like she'd like to clean my room. I would not clean my room ever. And I would want to, but I just couldn't. And it would stress me out. I, um, for a while there, like, again, I didn't have a laundry basket in my room. So I didn't want to take my laundry out to like the laundry basket in my parents' room. So I started just stuffing everything under the bed and it got <laughs> to the point where my entire wardrobe was under the bed. <laughs> and then one day my mom found it. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Ooh, it was pissed. bad. Yeah. yeah. And then we put a laundry basket in my room and I was like, oh my gosh, now it'll be so much easier to like put the clothes in my laundry basket. I still didn't. Ooh, and I would geez. forget like homework everywhere. She would have to like pack my bag for me unless I just wouldn't do it. Um, do, you, do you think that like the, the one of the things you said earlier was that ADHD presents differently in males typically than it does for females. Do you think the fact that it presents differently in females is one of the reasons why you haven't actually gotten diagnosed until it is. you're being 23. Yeah, it is because, so I, my mom was taking me to doctors when I was very young going, there's something very not right. And then I also had the very bad acid reflex and was just throwing up a lot. I was nauseous a lot. I missed so much school because I was just nauseous. And then when I was about eight years old. I started, I got admitted to the GI clinic at the Calgary Children's Hospital mm. and they thought there was something wrong with my stomach. We did so much stuff, so many tests, so much just monitoring, like so much. And they came to the conclusion it was anxiety. And keep in mind, I had a full team of doctors that included several surgeons, GI doctor, like GI doctors, everything. And my mom would bring up like, Riel doesn't do anything. Like she can't, like, she's not like, she's not doing things she's supposed to. Like she's, and it sounds like, oh, like she's procrastinating. She's like, yeah, exactly. And then like a surgeon's like, oh, well I procrastinate too. So she's fine. She'll grow out of it. And then again, I was crying constantly, like every single day, several times a day. And so they're like, oh, it's anxiety. And I saw a child psychiatrist weekly for about a year. And they were trying to work on, again, just because I was so nauseous and they was all from anxiety. So was it, so it was anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm here, I was hearing you say that and I was like, and I, I, from the way that you were speaking, I wasn't sure if you were, if the con, if how you were saying it was kind of like, they thought it was anxiety, but it was actually this other thing. Well, it was ADHD anxiety. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem is it was so bad that it destroyed my throat and teeth. I had to get seven silver caps and a tooth pulled, oh, like my baby teeth. Oh, because of the tooth. acid reflux. Yeah, because I was throwing up. Like I'd throw yeah, up whoa. several times a day, uh, always. Fuck. I was always nauseous. Um, I had to get like endoscopes to check my throat. Um, again, they just, so that like it was very, very, very severe. I, the thing is, I'm still very nauseous to this day. I think all that growing up, like I think it just messed with my whole GI yeah. tract and now I'm not. Definitely. Do you think that like the, did the anxiety, like can you, pinpoint or remember like where that feeling of anxiety came from in relationship to the ADHD? Like, was it this feeling around? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that like, um, having this experience with ADHD, especially like the way that you described it is sort of like, you know, sometimes zoning out, forgetting these things, hearing these sounds, not being able to focus and not being able to do the, the things or the chores or responsibilities that you have. Like, was there anything within that that was like creating the sense of anxiety or, or is anxiety just like 
this thing that is like sort of comorbid with ADHD. And it was just this feeling that sort of lived there with the ADHD. Well, a big problem for me is people would ask me what I was anxious about and I could never give an answer. Mm. I never really knew. I didn't really know how to explain it. I just knew I just wasn't well. And as a kid, no one told me that I was had anxiety. I just knew I was seeing a doctor every week and we'd talk about mm-hmm. it and she was trying to help me not throw up all the time. We yeah. worked on that for a while. And the thing is, I knew I was just supposed to be better. Mm. So I would be like, oh yeah, I'm throwing up less this week. But like, I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I just right. knew it. And then we finally got to the end of that. And I, she's like, oh great, you're doing better. Then one day mm. she asked me like, Riel, what else, like now that that's getting better, what else do you want to work on? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm eight. (laughs) I don't know why I'm here. And then um, she's like, well, your parents mentioned you cry a lot. So we should work on that. And again, my parents were just trying to explain that I was in distress a lot. But she framed Mm. it to me as like, you're crying a lot. Let's fix it. Crying is bad. Don't cry. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. Anyway. I'm trying to cool down up in here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's either this or piss on myself, lady. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, So then that was what we were working on, like crying less. And no one ever told me that it was anxiety. Yeah. And so... And again, and I found out from my mom like years later that again, it was, that was such a big debate between all these doctors and the psychiatrist going, what is she anxious about? She comes from a good, like decent home life. Her school, she, I did really well in school too. That again, that's a big sign for ADHD. I did great in school. Yeah. Um, and so they're just, this is weird. I I am curious about that school thing because, um, when, so I went to see an, uh, a nurse and did like the ADHD assessment. Then went to see my GP. And, um, one of the big things that like, I, I knew nothing about ADHD until we had somebody on the podcast talk about it, which then led me to like pursue going to speak to somebody. But one of the interesting things that they said, that's a sort of not a telltale sign, but a very common, um, uh, experience for people who live with ADHD is that you excel in sort of like elementary, junior high, high school. But then, um, when you get to university and it's sort of required for you to like, uh, focus on, on, you know, taking notes and sort of be, uh, disciplined and, and study on your own and, um, retain, like work really hard to retain the information. A lot of people with ADHD sort of, uh, fail there. Like they might've excelled, um, in school before, but then hit university and all of a sudden fail. Um, but like, obviously you're, you know, you're in grad school, you're, it it sounds like you've been doing very well. What was your experience like transitioning into university? Was it, was it more challenging or was it just always sort of still pretty easy? So I did well, but that doesn't mean that I felt okay Mm. with school. You know what I mean? I, again, I knew I wanted to do engineering. So I took like every, in high school, I took every like core course I could. Mm -hmm. I took all three sciences, all the math, everything. Did did you have to study in high school or was it like all pretty like easy? Did you work, I guess work hard is kind of subjective, but. Yeah. 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 But again, the problem is I'd get home and I do stuff, but like I would waste so much time of just staring at the wall. And that's what I always made jokes about my whole life. It's like, I just like to stare. Staring at the wall is my hobby (laughs) where like, I just would waste so much time just staring, like not doing anything. Um, so again, after that psychiatrist, again, they didn't know why I was anxious junior high. Again, I still wasn't well. And then I figured out I had anxiety in around grade nine, grade 10. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I have anxiety. This is definitely what it is. Like, yeah. But then, because no one told me I was diagnosed with when I was eight years old. And then in grade 12, oh, I fuck. started. Oh, so you actually were diagnosed at eight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then. Um, but they just didn't fucking tell you. 
Well, I think everyone, I think everyone just assumed I knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what's going on. So sure. jokes on them. Yeah. I wonder what the appropriate way to tell a child is that they have anxiety. Yeah. Like, and then like, tell them. Yeah. No, no, no. I know, but how do you frame it? Uh, because yeah, because yeah. saying you have anxiety to an well, eight-year-old yeah, is not, probably yeah. like I mean the way that you would be able to understand that they have anxiety is by them telling you about the experience that they're experiencing. So then I would guess that you just kind of play that back to them and say like, you know that feeling that you have, like where mm. there's this tightness in your chest and you you can't focus and you feel overwhelmed and stuff. And we call that anxiety. Yeah, and but, e- but even, like. then, even then, like to not even have the word given to you at eight yeah. Yeah. and then find yeah. out as an adult yeah. that you're like, oh, what I'm oh surprised, I guess yeah. What I'm surprised about is that they there was, a, there was such a, there was such a, uh, there was such a, a focus on figuring out what you were anxious about because, uh, I mean, having, having, not having anxiety, like generalized anxiety, but having had, you know, periods of anxiety in my life, I mean, sometimes it's for no reason at all. It's just, it just, I just feel that way mm. and I, tr- and I try to connect it to something. But when I think about the individual things that it could be connected to, I'm like, it's not that, but, yeah. but then it, but it just, it's there. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's true that it, like, I, I'm curious if there is anxiety that is, that just comes from nowhere for no rhyme or reason, because like, I know that a big part of therapy is like understanding where those feelings that like don't seem to make sense at all or like seem to like have no origin actually come from. <clears throat> and when you actually can place them and they feel like there's like, that that like there's absolutely no w- reason why you should be feeling a certain way, and then all of a sudden you connect a dot, two dots. You're like, it's, oh, it's, fuck. The, okay. it's the financial market. Since five o'clock, I've actually felt way better. <laughs> well, I I think of anxiety as like a symptom of a different issue, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like that they were looking. I mean, yeah. they were looking for a, a reason of the yeah. symptom. Yeah, and unfortunately, they didn't see that it was possibly at the time ADD. Yeah. Right? Like they were probably thinking other things like is she like is she being abused by her parents? Is she being bullied at school? Is she, you know, yada 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 whatever the fuck, but the last thing that they were looking for was does she have ADHD? Yeah. And then like in grade 12, I started getting panic attacks from school. Cuz mm. I was just very again, like I wouldn't I wouldn't I get anything less than 85 and I just couldn't handle it. Like I mm. never really could. And that's a big Big, big thing with women in ADHD is perfectionism. And um, so in high school, I started getting panic attacks in grade 12. And one of my teachers sent me to the counselor about it. And I told my mom and she's like, oh, did you tell them that you were like, like seeing a psychiatrist for anxiety when you're eight? And I was like, <laughs> no, because <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then um, so again, and then when I started university, I had accommodations for anxiety and the no sweat glands. Um, so I already, so the thing is in my university, I had extra time and I had my own room, both things that are very helpful for ADHD. And if it weren't for that, there's no way I could have done it. Mm. But again, like, yes, I did well, but that's been kind of the hardest thing to come to terms with is I couldn't, I would never pay attention a day in my entire engineering degree. And the, I would do, try so hard to, to, to do work but I could never actually make my brain focus. And again, I never listened a day in that whole thing. So it's like, it's, it's, it's very hard to reconcile the fact that it's like, yeah, I did okay. But like if I was medicated and I was able to pay attention, I was able to actually do like the, like study properly. Mm. Like I would have like done so much better. So it's like, yeah, Mm. on paper you did good, Mm. but 
relatively for my capabilities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not. Do you have, do you have like, now that you're in, you know, you're, you're pretty far into your secondary education, like, are you, do you have accommodations now that help support you with your, with your neurodivergent mind in, in schooling? So kind of, it's, again, the problem is now I got diagnosed in grad school, mm. research-based grad school. Mm-hmm. There's really not much to accommodate besides me just right. being in communication with my supervisor. Um, right. I guess it would have been quite different if this mm. was like first year university. Yeah. Or just when I was taking classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other day, again, this is very new and I, I'm recently like started stimulants only in April and I had a meeting with my supervisor like a couple, like a few weeks ago or last month or something. And he was explaining me some concepts and I was able to follow the whole time and it was so annoying. <laughs> like it made me oh, so man, like right. I'm like I actually know what's going on. I was able to communicate questions during it. That it was so. Were you, wait, were you like I don't like this way of being? I prefer to look at the wall when they talk at me. Well, it was just like this is so unfair. Right. Like because people would, again during school they'd be like, if you have any questions just ask and I'm like I don't have questions because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Right. Right. You know. But like when I was actually he was explaining things to me, I was able to be like, oh wait. What is this? Like, I was able to focus enough to know what I didn't know. But before, it's like, I would just be so many words, and they would yeah. just, I'd be lost. How did you How did you glue it all together? Because, like, the way that you describe it sounds like such a clusterfuck. Like, how did you glue everything together to, like, do the things that you need mm-hmm. to do to your degree? So, like, when you were... Sorry, that sounded like two different questions. Like, like how did you get to where you are? Yeah, like, like, how did you successfully... How did you, how did you pass your class? How did you successfully yeah. get to grad school... <laughs> With such with such a like scattered brain all the time. Yeah, you know? like, like the way that you're describing. <laughs> We're asking your you a thousand questions right now. <laughs> the way that you're What's describing your favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you're describing your experience is like, is it's, is it that like tough. is that you're you know you're in class and because now that you're in now that you're in grad school you've got this you know mega foundation for your field. Like, you know, you know, you've picked your lane, you're in it, you know a shitload about it. But on day one of your undergrad, you're kind of going in going like, I'm a sponge. I really don't know much. I'm just interested. And now I need to like soak all this up, but you're sitting there in class. They're telling you something and you're going, wait, class is over. I didn't hear anything. Like, how did you synthesize all the information into, you know, the, the tests and the exams and well, I thought I was so stupid. Like, genuinely, I thought I was so stupid. Like, people would ask me, like, again, I'd say what I do. Like, oh, I'm an engineering, I'm in my whatever year. And they're like, oh, you must be so smart. And my go-to answer was, you'd be surprised how stupid you can be. <laughs> <laughs> Which I stand by that, but... <laughs> I know a few engineers who really... They've got it. They, outside of the outside of their job, they have they have tough. Oh, fucking Tilly, tough yeah. Tilly buddy, there. <laughs> oh, Tilster. Yeah, well, not Tilly. Tilly's so smart. I just thought I was so stupid. I didn't know that I couldn't pay attention. I thought I was too stupid to understand what was going on. Mm. I thought I was too stupid to think of questions. You know, mm. and it was it was weird because like I'm in second year. It was like the first week of classes. We had a new professor. He emails me going like, "Real, come to my office." Like. I want to talk over some things with you. I go to his office and he's like, you're not paying attention in class at all. Like what's going on? And I was like, oh, I'm paying attention. It just might not look like I'm paying attention, but I am. I wasn't, but Mm. I genuinely thought I was because that was my version of paying attention. I had no idea that I 
wasn't there. Right. That I just thought I was too stupid to know what was going on. Yeah. Um, and that was what was really weird about my experience. And again, being a woman in engineering, there's so much, um, what's the word? Imposter syndrome mm-hmm. going around. And the thing is, I, all the other women in engineering I know, they'd be like, oh, I know I'm good at this. I know I'm capable. I just need, it's just so much harder for people to believe it and to, I, I have to work so much harder to prove it. But then I feel like I never, I could never really fully relate to that. I was like, oh, well, I'm just bad at this. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. I'm bad at this. So I don't deserve it. So it's like, I don't really deserve a spot at the table. I shouldn't be here. Like, I don't, I, you know, mm. like a lot of profs, they don't, again, it's very new having women in classes in general, and they don't really know how to talk to female students. So a lot of meetings with like, again, project meetings or talk with profs and stuff, I would just be fully ignored. Um, do you, by that, do you just mean, do you just mean that, uh, that having, having, like a larger amount of women in STEM fields in classes is like, is not, is re, is fair, more recent. Yeah. Yeah. Like our engineering campus on here at, here in Halifax, it's so, it like the main part of it is so old. There's like a very much lack of female washrooms in it. Right. Mm. There is like, Whoa. yeah, the only, the main area is all male washrooms. Then we have like one in this main classroom building. Then there's like one female washroom in one floor that has two stalls and it's janky AF. Wow, and, just, and you look at like walls. Of like, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. really it, like the infrastructure. Yeah, you yeah, know, like it's 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 that's in the, it's literally in the building. Yeah, yeah. and how then there's fucking like, la- like how little females were. That's were wild, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then crazy. there's like photos of all the previous graduates for like the throughout the full year, like years. Again, you go up to like 1995, and it's like just all these men, and that's it. Yeah. And so for a lot of these profs that have been here for 40 years. It's very new, like having women in their classes in general. Mm-hmm. And so they just don't know how to talk to you. But what I a never. Trip. Yeah. Mm. I, but the thing is, because I thought I was so stupid, I was just like, they just know I'm stupid. And they're just like, they know that and they don't want to give me the time of day because they just, they know it. So they just, mm. and I just, um, so I just always thought that's like, well, they just get it and they just don't want to give me. But mm. again, it's, it's been very weird having to rethink every single experience that I've ever had going like, well, I wasn't stupid. So what was that? And realizing, mm. oh, it was something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. that so must you, be relieving, though, that you have a you like you know you you mostly have an answer for yeah. all the all these experiences mm-hmm. that you like a like a, does that make you feel better in any way, or does it or it or is it neutral, or is it? Well, it's a big grieving process, right? Yeah, because I have to grieve the fact that I could have done so much better. I lost so many opportunities. Like I did one yeah. co-op term, and it went like not that great for a lot of different reasons. Like it was a lot of lab work and my inattentiveness made me, made me do a lot of mistakes that made me feel like I was stupid and shouldn't, and would be a bad engineer in general. Give me a lot of anxiety about the fact Mm -hmm. that like when I'm working, I'm going to be so bad at this. And then, um, and then I was like, I wasn't feeling well from, I would just, well, like I said earlier when they, it was just depression and thought it was an autoimmune disease. So then I had to take like a lot of time off after that. So then like I could have done so much more mm-hmm. and it's really hard to come to terms with. And again, like having to re going back and just rethinking everything, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But today, like where you are now, you were saying that you're, t- you're now taking stimulants. What is like, what is life for you now? Is there, is there, do you feel like you're, even though there's this grieving process of like what could have been, do you feel like now that you have, you know, um, 
you have a diagnosis, now that you are being technically treated, do you feel like there's a, a sort of new, like new horizons ahead of you? Yeah, well, again, it gave me so much more confidence in my abilities and looking at myself totally differently, right? Yeah. So now I like, I guess I'm not that stupid. Yeah. Like the, now I'm like, how? That's nice. Well, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it's like, the fact that I got through all that with having no idea what's going on. It's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, it is wild. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. yeah Even so, hearing you describe what it was like is like, it, I mean, that's the, that's what you were getting at. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's wild to sit here and go, wow, you, you, I mean, I'm sure things could have been way better, but also kudos to you. Cause that's fucking wild like, that you got. This like I, I'm sitting here listening and, and I've been talking to the guys a lot about how I, I would like to get some type of treatment for ADHD. And for me, like when I think back to university, I tried university twice, two separate years, two separate schools and programs and like just couldn't do it. Like was excelled in high school like no marks below 90, like kill, absolutely killed it in high school, got to university and like failed two classes, couldn't fucking do anything. And like, just had no interest in like the material and no ability to like sit down and like learn and read the stuff and do the stuff that I had to. And, but I don't like, I don't identify with having like the inattentive experience that you do where like you could be walking down the street and forget that you're like, in the middle of traffic. Yeah. And, and so like I would say that probably on the spectrum, your case of ADHD is 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 more intense than mine. But I couldn't even possibly imagine doing university, let alone excelling in a program like engineering that requires a lot of like mm. fucking knowledge and work and being really smart and working really hard. Yet you made it through that, and now you're at this point where like you are getting treatment. And like when Jerry, you say New Horizons, like it does sound like oh fuck, like there would be that would feel like a really good thing to like, and, and, you know, albeit grieving the life or experience that you could have had if it was caught earlier and how frustrating mm-hmm. it would be knowing that you could have been treated earlier, considering the fact that you went through a bunch of tests when you were like eight years old and people just didn't figure it out. But like it, if, if, you know, I was in your sho- shoes I shouldn't even say that. Like for, for you, I think like it's amazing that you're getting this now. And I think that it's a really great thing that you're now, even before you finish your graduate program, that you're mm-hmm. on these stimulants and able to like be present in your work, even though maybe now you're realizing how boring it is. <laughs> well, it's, it's just weird. I, I saw so many psychiatrists throughout university too. So many. And I'm just so, so confused how it was missed. Because yeah. it's it's so painfully obvious in hindsight, like yeah, right. I would forget that I drink that I'm drinking water and would choke daily, several yeah. times a day. Not just like cough, cough, but like tears down my face, unable to breathe, several times a day. Um, the way I talk, like, is so ADHD. Like again, like I forget what I'm saying all the time. I mm. jump between subjects twenty different times. They ask me a question, I just completely blank out, no idea what to say. And then again, anxiety for women too. Um, there's a lot of emotional dysregulation and something. And well, again, for me, mm. and again, everyone with ADHD, but again, like a lot of women I know have mm. this experience where they're just always, again, like me, where they're just crying a lot. They don't mm. really overwhelmed easily. Mm. 
And again, that's what I was always going there with going, I am just so, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm mm. so overwhelmed. And like, okay, let's figure out the anxiety. And then they'd ask mm. me like, oh, let's go over like what your fears are. And I'd never have an answer. Mm. And Again, just the way I talk is so ADHD. Like, it's yeah, so weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't, it, like, we've been talking about this kind of a lot over the last few weeks on the podcast about the, well, I mean, over the last six years, really, about the differences in how females are are looked at, viewed, and listened to versus the way that males are in, in the medical system, especially when it comes to things like mental health. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you could sit here right now and go, I wasn't diagnosed because I'm a fucking woman. Mm-hmm. And I would go, yeah. Well, it is yeah, prob- that. Like, yeah. that's, it is that's that. That's probably it. it and know? like the research is all men. Yeah, yeah. All the research, yeah, even, yeah. The di- even the diagnostic criteria, it's based off behaviors. And the thing is men, their behaviors are more observable versus women really internalize it. Yeah. Um, so emotion, again, I, one of my hardest symptoms that I deal with is again, the emotional dysregulation, being overwhelmed and something that is very common with ADHD called rejection sensitive dysphoria, where you just take, um, where rather perceived rejection that might not even be there or very minimal rejection you just take is horrible. Like, yeah. Mm. And so like things like that are just so hard to deal with. But those aren't part of the diagnostic criteria. No one looks for that. They just look for behaviors. Mm. So they just talk to me like, well, you're in engineering. And again, when I was eight years old, she's procrastinating. Well, she does well in school. So she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, shoot. They, well, that that's the thing. Like ADHD is is primarily diagnosed in men, right? Like it's like 80% of like new ADHD diagnoses are 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 males and between that six to eight year age category that you mentioned. Um, but, uh, I also lost my it, train of thought. It, so it, well. really, it really does. <laughs> it really does make you think like about not, not just ADHD, but anything, especially anything psychiatric. Yeah. Like when you hear stats that are like, Hey, uh, you know, the stats are really skewed towards men when this can, with this condition, Hearing this type of story and a lot of stories that we've heard, it makes you really question the legitimacy of, of those, those statistics. actual numbers. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not. It's not that eighty percent. Like um, more men than women have ADHD. It's just that more it's men kind are of diagnosed, diagnosed more commonly. Yeah. Which, like, in some yeah. cases, it might be that. Perhaps. But in, be, yeah. but in yeah. a lot of cases, because we've heard this, this, yeah. you know, similar, a similar story a yeah. lot. It's like. But the other you thing go is, to do something, the, you go to you go to bring something so, up to a, a physician, the, and they say. Oh, you know, uh, like, you know, maybe it's a hormones, uh, you know, maybe it's this and that, like, uh, maybe, you know, it's a, let's, uh, yeah, ADHD, but, I don't think so. Uh, let's leave that on the back burner and like, look at your horm- hormone distribution But just the, more. like the, um, the one last thing about like the diagnosis in, in, um, people with ADHD is that it generally happens, um, in school, in like elementary school either six to eight age range for men or 12 to 14, I think for women, but it happens because they're not able to pay attention in school. But the large part of people who live with ADHD actually excel in school during that period. And then it doesn't really affect them negatively in school until they get to this like university point. Mm -hmm. So commonly a lot of ADHD diagnoses are missed at a young age. And a lot of people who could benefit from uh, stimulants or coping mechanisms through therapy don't actually get it, the support that they need because they're never actually, they're never diagnosed. Um, Riel, just to, to, to kind of close things out here, I want to ask you a question that we ask most of our guests. It's a two-parter. Um, 
And I guess I'll ask from the from the vantage point of ADD or ADHD. Um, what would you say is the biggest thing that your experience with ADHD has taken away from you? Well, like I like I said earlier, it's experiences and opportunities. Mm. Where like my university experience was just being stressed, anxious, sad, not knowing why, thinking I was stupid, took away all my self esteem, mm. took away like everything like that. You know, mm. um, I lost it. Well, the second part of the question, which will bring you right back to it, is what would you say is the biggest thing that it's given you? Um, this one's hard because, again, it's still new. Yeah. Um, I think it gives me a, a sense of perspective on other people that most people don't have. So, again, I've always had accommodations, right? And people have been so blatantly rude about it. Mm. Um, and... It was always hard to explain because they're like, oh, well, you have anxiety. Like, everyone has anxiety. Why do you have accommodations? But, again, it turned out I had something else. And, again, just those sort of experiences of just always having something very wrong and not knowing what it is, I think I look at other people very differently than other people would, if that makes sense. Like, I I look at people with, like, the fact that they are individuals and need different things and how – I feel like I have a different grasp on how like the wide array of other people's needs and disabilities mm-hmm. and I, I, and just being able to like empathize with that a bit yeah. and, mm-hmm. a, and yeah. accommodate for that a bit that I think most people kind of forget about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like having the realization that like everybody has their shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Everybody is going through something all the time. And so to be able to see that and recognize that, I think that's mm-hmm. huge. I think that's mm-hmm. a really like valuable asset to have in your life, especially when it comes to the ways that we interact with other humans, you know, just a little bit more empathy, a little bit more patience, a little bit more understanding. Um, Riel, I got to say, for having someone into the studio for the first time in such a long time, this has been such a treat. And I'm I'm reminded as to why we love doing this. I mean, not that it's not fun doing it with people on a screen, but it's really, really fun having someone in the studio. So I want to thank you for coming all the way down here and sharing your experience with us today. It really does mean a lot. And uh, so on behalf of myself, Brian, Taylor, and all of our listeners, thank you so much. Thanks for um, giving me a chance to share this because, again, I all my life I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I thought I was autistic. I thought I had bipolar. I thought I was borderline. And I never considered ADHD. So I just want other women to hear this mm. and give it a... Give it a thought, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, Sweet. they're definitely going to hear it. So, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully uh, hopefully uh, they'll hear it and, and put that thought into it. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah, Real. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. That was our episode from the studio with our new friend, Riel. I hope you enjoyed that. We had lots of fun. And uh, we will be back a little bit later this week, Wednesday, in in fact. Uh, Look at that. My phone's just going off the hook. Uh, Wednesday, we got an RC episode that uh, I think you're going to really love. And then, of course, every Friday, we got our Feel Good Friday episodes. Lots of fun. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. If you're tuning in from Apple podcasts, leave a rating and review. If you're over on Spotify, hit the follow button. And, uh, if you're listening from the CBC listen app, very cool, 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 cool. Uh, sick boy podcast is brought to you by myself, Jeremy Saunders, Brian Stever, Taylor McGilvery, and Lauren Sankey. 
manager of the show, Jeff Lonis. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, our friend Donovan the Meerkat Morgan does all the sound design for our Monday episodes. And the theme music for today's episode is brought to you by Take Part. Uh, I think that's it. Follow us on uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, at Podcast. And uh, folks, we love you. Thanks for tuning in every week. And we'll see you on the other side. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.